0: Buddy, you are listening to the MS Mobile Show. This is the podcast about Microsoft for Microsoft fans. If you are a Win fan, you are listening to the right show. This episode is sort of a one-off, partially because it is the very first time that I'm recording by myself. I'll explain further in a moment. If this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you. If you are a long-time listener, I want to welcome you just as, just as much. Thanks for listening, folks. My name is Vernon E.L. Smith, and today I'm joined by no one, at least not while we are recording. Uh, I've been making a point to release a show each week lately, and I think it's actually been since the middle of August, since David and I were unable to publish an episode, uh, you know, uh, uh, where we missed a week. Now, I know that content is king, at least when I listen to podcasts. Uh, I want decent content, even if the audio is a little bit off, or even if the the... The hosts stumble over their words or whatever, want to hear decent content. Maybe that's not necessarily valuable to you, but that's some of the feedback I've heard. So being that content is king, I hope I'm not breaking a rule here, but I really do feel that what I'm, the episode I'm putting together does have some great content. First off, though, I want to cover a couple things. I'm going to the Microsoft event in New York City this Wednesday. I'm recording this on a Monday night. Some of you will not even... Hear this until after this Wednesday event, but I want to talk about it just a little bit. This Wednesday event, Microsoft is calling it. They're, they're, they they, put, they created their own hashtag for it: Microsoft Event hashtag Microsoft Event. Now, right away when we got the invitations for this, this or the announcements and then the invitations, it was basically called. We began calling it the Microsoft uh, Surface Devices Event. That's because of the rumors. Microsoft has not really told us for sure what this is about. They're kind of titling it a Windows 10 event. We're, we expect to be hearing about Windows 10 based off of what they're telling us, but based off of the rumors, we are really expecting to see hardware. I'm excited for this, but there's definitely some things we're not gonna see and hopefully some things we really we really think we are gonna see. First of all, we've talked about this a little bit before, but we are definitely expecting some all-in-one devices. We've uh I had a, you know, a, t- a tip from someone saying that we're expecting a an all at least two all-in-one devices with the term studio. And recently we are seeing leaks of the term Surface Studio that may be used. So an all-in-one device, Microsoft is probably not going to do it in the traditional way. They're going to do something better. At least we hope so. That's kind of the expectation the most recent rumors that there would be three different all-in-one devices. I have not heard that myself but I've seen other people have other people with a, a good insight into this field that's the case. And we'll find out. Also something has popped up just in the last day, something called the Surface Dial. And it's really easy to f- poke fun at that and say well it would be a phone to, you know, dial out with a phone. But we really don't expect that. I don't know what this is. I've only seen just the term surface dial and a few little screenshots of some settings other than that who knows this is very recent something that people have been speculating about but really haven't had any good anything to back it up with is that there there might be an all-in-one not an all-in-one but like a kitchen device uh, cortana in the kitchen or something and that of course would compete with the um, Google Assistant and the Amazon Echo, you know, with Alexa, I think it would compete with those devices. Now, of course, you can have a Surface tablet, have the um, always-on to where you can can open Cortana from the lock screen, you could have that in your kitchen, but that isn't necessarily what everyone wants. The Amazon Echo has amazingly really taken off, uh, I don't know how long it's been out now, a year or something like that. And it's really kind of formed a new market, a, a new um product segment. And so many people are saying that Cortana really should do that. Microsoft should do that, create a Cortana device for the kitchen. It's just kind of the, the stereotypical example. We are definitely not going to see a surface mobile device or a surface phone device at this event. We're really not expecting one. If we got if we get one, absolutely awesome, be great, but no one's really expecting that. Same thing with the Surface Pro, like the Surface Surface Pro 4 or the Surface Book. We're not expecting uh, next iterations on that. Probably not even upgraded chipsets. It would be nice to get upgraded chips in in their processor, and, but I don't think that's going to happen. Most people don't think that's going to happen, but we, we'll probably see something like that in the spring. Now, I would love to see what I think. What what may happen with this Surface line is that they'll, since the, the numbering is getting off a little bit now, right, we have this, the, the next iteration of the Surface Book would be the Surface Book 2, next iteration of the Surface Pro would be Surface Pro 5, and at this point, there is still the Surface 3, which is out there, not, not really an RT device, but the, I guess I would call it a Surface Light, that is the 3, and if they were to upgrade that, that would go to the 4, so we'd have a 4, a 5, and a 2, and it, I don't necessarily like the confusing and not very well aligned numbers there. So what would make sense to me is that, you know, they put this off another six months or something, or maybe longer. And when they release another iteration, they have the surface. Okay. And that would, you know, like the surface, surface four, uh, perhaps, and that would be in that, uh, five to $700 range. I would call that like a college device or like a, um, whatever, college device, school device. And then you would have a Surface Pro, just the 5, but they wouldn't call it that. And then you'd have all different levels of that, obviously. And then the Surface Book, and they would just continue with this. They could, you know, parentheses, 2017 or whatever. And they would stop going with the numbering system because eventually that gets kind of lame. The Surface Pro 9, well, really? Like, when are you going to stop? So we'll see what happens with that. And then, of course, a Surface mobile device would be fantastic. I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. Certainly not this, certainly not this year. Um, next year, maybe that'd be awesome. There's also been... People have been talking about a Surface watch. And that's... I think that's mostly because we loved the band so much. And they made a point to tell us that they stopped development on the band... On Windows 10 for the band... Then they also said that we would not be seeing a Band 3 this year. Well, that could also mean we would never see a Band 3. But Microsoft has said that they're still looking at the wearables, uh, Microsoft wearables. And that, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that. But it, it's very unlikely we're going to see that this year. It would be next year sometime. So that's... Uh, that's probably, hopefully, <laughs> what we're going to see at this uh, Microsoft event on Wednesday. And I think, like I said before, I think it's going to be really interesting to go back and listen to this after Wednesday once we find out what all this has happened. So I'll be there. MS Power User has been gracious enough to send me. Um, and to be, uh, to be completely transparent about this, I'm a little worried. Like, I. <sighs> I was fortunate enough to be able to go to Ignite with MS Power User, and one of the reasons that they sent someone, myself, was that there was a pre-briefing the night before. All that information was under embargo until the the keynote, and so I was able to get that information as all the other media and press folks that went got that the night before. I was able to send that that back to the, the team with MS Power User, and we were able to Create, create some great content and when the embargo lifted everyone was able to get that out and um the site did really well with that in this case we were, there's no pre-briefing we are at least they're not they're telling us that, that there isn't and so i have to somehow come up with this content and get it out there you in, in a timely manner and i know that there's going to be much bigger names at this this um event and i'm um, I guess I'm a little scared. I mean, like this is this is new to me. I've obviously a, you know, little fish in a big pond, and I don't. know. It's obviously going to be exciting. It's going to be just thrilling from from a fan standpoint. Of course, I'm going to enjoy this. No, I, I I know I don't know how to say this nicely. I know there are a few people that are envious of me for going into that. But along with that joy, that I would, that I will enjoy this. Like I said, I'm scared. I mean, like, this is going to be... I don't know how well I'm going to do. And I had to go get a decent camera, spent more money on it than I would really wanted to, and to really try to do a decent job with this. And we'll see. So, I guess I don't know why I'm even sharing that, but maybe it's just in the spirit of transparency. I don't know. Anyway, I... This episode is going to, the rest of this episode is just going to be some stuff that I did not, I was not able to fit in some of the recent uh, episodes we've had. So first of all, you're going to hear from Blake Latson. Blake joined me on episode 75, which we called Understanding Microsoft's Financials. And he talked all about the money side of Microsoft and a little bit about the US tax code. It was really an awesome episode. I had a great time recording that with Blake really knowledgeable guy just fun to talk to and it was it was kind of cool to, to, to get off the the standard path of, of what we normally talk about well we had so much fun doing it that we didn't have time to include the personal app music and podcast picks in in the show that we had recorded you know we, we had we shared while recording so that's going to be uh coming up next on the show here after that, we're going to dig into what David V. Campbell and Adam Dowd talked about in episode 76, which we call Disenchantment. Now, this one was a little bit polarized. If you listened to this episode, either you loved it or you hated it, I've got a lot of feedback both ways on it, and that's fine. And it got a little crazy. Uh, we did rag on Microsoft quite a bit, its recent missteps in Windows Mobile. It's unfortunate the direction things are going right now, but if we play the long long game, um, maybe I'm a little too optimistic about it. But go back and listen to F- episode 76 if you'd like. And of course, naturally, due to this subject matter and the depth that we dug into this, and of course also the number of people on the show, we had to cut out the entire uh, personal picks section. So we'll be playing that, I think it's almost 20 minutes or something, i will be putting that in this episode. And then most recently, we had episode 77 with Lloyd Moritz. Now, this episode, I'm not actually including any audio from episode 77. Uh, We titled it App Fatigue and AI Takeover. But one of the reasons I'm not going to include that is that we basically didn't have any app picks for the show because the subject matter of the show was app fatigue and how apps are on the way out. So we didn't share any um, app picks. But it was a great episode. Go back and listen to App Fatigue and AI Takeover with Lloyd Morris, if you haven't already. I really hate this line, but without further ado, here are some personal picks from a previous episode. For this week, uh, as far as I've... Windows Phone app pick I'm going to go with a combination of the Instagram app and the SixTag app. Obviously Rudy Wind uh, produced the SixTag app, everyone knows about that. And the Instagram app, the f- official one has been updated. Up, you know, there's been features added to it. Right. So, a combination of okay, Instagram is working better and SixTag is actually working more poorly lately, unfortunately, at least for me. So I've actually had to uninstall, reinstall that and to get that to kind of sort itself out. And as my son would say, it's getting a little bit rusty. It's just a little bit, yeah, it's, it's it, all the components are still there. It's just not as smooth as it used to be. So I actually switch back and forth depending on which, which features I need between those two apps. What about you, Blake? What would you recommend for an app this episode?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going way back here. Uh, this is an old Windows Phone eight eight uh, 8.1 app, I guess. So I'm choosing Appy Weather, and uh, this is a weather app that, you know, I, I had on my 920 for a while, and I had on a 640 that I've got right now. And for a while there, I guess late into 8.1, it started acting kind of strange. Live tile kind of wouldn't refresh. It was constantly having issues with the uh, background syncing, and I kind of, forgot all about it, and um, a while back after I moved to one of the uh, more recent fast ring builds on my 640 for Windows 10, I was poking around the um, store and kind of going through my library and pulling up some old apps, and I, I came across it. Well, I always liked it because it had a, a very um, uh design. It's kind of the wireframe icons and so on, and, and just a really great use of cards and tiles and um and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it another try. I installed it, and much to my surprise, I don't know if, it, I don't know if the developer had updated it since I last used it or what, but it seems to be working really well with on my 640 right now. Live tiles pretty dependable. The live tiles got a great display. Um, if you hadn't experienced this app, look it up, install it, and play around with it. The way uh, the way it navigates, it slides. You know, front, it's still got kind of the pivot. Uh, Menu system built into it, and the, the graphics, the, metro, the way the cards expand, UI. yeah, the Metro UI, but not even really Metro. Like this, this doesn't look like a app from three years ago. And okay. um, when you, when you click on one of the graphics, it expands into uh, more detailed graphics, and you get into more detailed forecasts, an hour by hour, and it, it, you know you kind of drill down into it. it. It's really quite clever. I like it a lot. I don't think uh, a whole lot of people know about it, so look it up. Appy Weather, A P P Y.
0: Okay, so you said it's running really smooth on your 640. Is, that, is your 640 running 8.1 or 10?
1: No, I'm running um, I'm running the slow ring of Windows 10 right now, and it's, it's working pretty good on that.
0: Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Moving on to music picks, I will go with the new album by Metallica. Uh, the entire album is not available yet, but the first two singles are out on YouTube at least. I think the album drops November 18th. But Metallica is one of my favorite bands from a long time ago. They've had a few... Yeah, albums the last decade <laughs> or so and this one at least the first two songs I've heard I'm really impressed with and it, it's the first time and it's, it's the first song how do I say this obviously I listen to the old songs often and I still love them you know a great song gives you good goosebumps sometimes and these new songs actually still give me goosebumps at points whereas I haven't gotten that from any of the their, I'd say any of their music, this century, up until now, which is a very odd thing to say about a band, but I guess that's the, <laughs> it's the age we're living in. Not, not for so, me. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, Metallica, their new album, which is not quite out
1: yet. Great. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, send summer out in style here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Rockaway Beach by the Ramones. So I'm going way back uh, to last century. And, uh, yeah, the Runs off their classic album, Rocket to Russia, Rockaway Beach. Check it out.
0: Nice. I do like that song. I like the Ramones. Uh, podcast Absolutely. picks, simple. Uh, podcast picks, Windows Central. That, you know, I think they're on episode 18 of the refreshed version now. And they're always good, a lot of good information. Obviously, one could consider them a direct competitor to us. I'm a fan of 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 them of the, um, of the podcast just as much as any other good Microsoft podcast so they're worth checking out after you listen to our show obviously
1: yeah I agree uh, Dan Rubino and company do a really good job over there they're, they're one of the uh, few I really look forward to listening to so uh, I fully endorse that pick for sure and, um, I'm going to go with, um, a little more broader subject material. I'm going to go with the phone shows chat by Steve Litchfield and Ted Salmon. You know, most people know Steve Litchfield, uh, doing the all about Windows phone, mm-hmm. uh, podcast. And he and, uh, Rafe Blanford do a great job. Always like listening, uh, to that show. They're, they're concise. They kind of get in, hit the high points, get out in 30 minutes. You pick up a lot of good information. They, they tend to almost, uh, be spot on the money, uh, I think in what they talk about. Uh, you know, I, I've since discovered uh, Steve does this other show, uh, phone shows chat, and it's a much more wide open um, topic matter. They, they pretty much, they're predominantly probably much like uh, the general market share. They probably spend eighty percent of their time talking about Android devices, and they they spend some time on some iOS and. And, uh, and Steve perpetually is throwing in and, uh, representing the Windows Phone fan. Yeah, He's always interjecting sure. Windows Phone into the conversation wherever he can. And, uh, I, I give him kudos for that. I'm, I'm sure the other, uh, uh, guests and hosts, uh, kind of get tired of hearing it, but, uh, you can hear him kind of smirking a little bit under their breath, I think. But, uh, always enjoy mm-hmm. hearing it. And, uh, it's usually a pretty good show. So worth checking out.
0: For sure. Steve Litchfield, one of my favorite journalists, is even. Uh, even more specifically, in the uh, Windows Phone, Windows Mobile space. The next little item on here, and this is not just one line item. I want to talk about this. My dad recently upgraded his phone. Okay, and he has had he had a um, few different. I don't remember which phones he had, but at one point he had an HTC uh, Touch, whatever the Touch Pro version, Touch Pro 2 version was on Sprint. I don't know what it was called. This was a long time ago, running Windows Mobile 6.5, all right?
2: Good God, all right. (laughs) I know,
0: and he had that for a while. I was probably rocking the Lumia 900 when he uh, got rid of that. And so, but he upgraded to uh, the, he was on Sprint, the HTC, Samsung Ative S Neo. Not a spectacular phone, but it was basically the hardware of the Galaxy S3. This thing came out like three and a half years ago. Okay, it's been out for a while. He's been using it for three years. He got it when it was pretty much out. And finally, the hardware has just died. He's like pulling the battery to get it to do something. He's (laughs) like, oh, my GPS just isn't working very well. I wonder if it's the Sprint's signal. Or, you know, I'm like... Well, that is a problem in itself, but the phone is dead. I mean, like yeah. the insides have cooked. I mean, like it's it's hot bagging in his pocket. I mean, it's it's a problem. I said, you know, Microsoft, you know, Windows Phone is taking a bit of a dip right now, or forever, and uh, you obviously don't. You can still use all your Microsoft stuff on other phone uh, devices if that's what you want to do, but these are some windows phones you could go with if that you chose so choose and he didn't want to relearn something he wanted to stay with the same phone or same operating system i offered a you know i showed him a hundred dollar uh, lumia 650 on cricket which would be just as good as his s basically an s3 or you know his his neo yeah and also um the lumia 950 if you went to at&t or I guess he could use that on cricket. He could buy the Lumia nine fifty for three hundred bucks. Very capable phone uh for three hundred bucks. Great deal if you're gonna go Windows Phone. Well he chose to go to eBay and get a Samsung Ativ S Neo. Oh
2: so, no. Dad, come on.
0: <laughs> and you know, he he knows the phone, he knows the operating system. I mean, it's not even the different it's not even updated to Windows 10 mobile. It is Windows 8.1, and he's comfortable with it. And he actually does a lot more on his phone than most people his age would. He's comfortable with it, and he doesn't care that there's no Snapchat. He does not care that the Facebook app is junk. He knows Facebook is junk. It's a waste of his time. He likes... Taking photos, and he loves the camera on that thing. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that that's not a great camera. <laughs> but um, but he actually does pretty well with it because, you know, a lot of photography is just picking the subject and decent lighting and just being smart about it. Sure. And so he actually, you know, he likes his, his camera and his, camera, his photo editing apps and things like that. And uh, he is content with that thing. Makes good calls, good speaker, loud, you know, like whatever. All these yeah. basic feature phone things. And he's happy with it. Okay. And for 50 bucks to last him another three years, he, I mean, I don't know how God well bless it's going to be supported. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be supported very well. But he's happy with it. Well, how, do I, how do I tell him no? Yeah. What do I tell those people? Because, like, my 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 uh, aunt, for example, she has a Galaxy S3, which she bought, you know, for 50 bucks. Or probably, like, 100, 150 bucks and should have paid 30 for it. Right. And... And she hates the thing. She's always like yelling at the phone. I can't do anything. Where's the Google? You know, like she just she cannot figure the thing out. And she absolutely hates it.
3: <laughs> Where's the Google?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like she said that. That's good stuff. And, and um,
1: <laughs>
3: on an Android phone, no doubt.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I know she <laughs> she can't. That thing is that phone's a piece of junk. I mean, everyone knows that, especially right now. Right. And 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 so. What what do I recommend people to get the S Ne the S Neo that's three and a half years old or the Galaxy S three that's three and a half years old and both of them were fifty well, bucks.
3: Let's put it this way: you don't get the phone that literally has to have an easy mode <laughs> in the settings. That's what you don't get because my grandparents at a time had uh, Samsung Android devices and there was literally an easy mode and one of them had easy mode on and the other one didn't. So it made it all the more confusing when they try to compare their experiences and help each other out. It was a complete disaster.
2: And and it's funny because the easy mode looks suspiciously like Windows Phone. Uh, yeah I <laughs> yep. know like gigantic square buttons i mean it's basically what I know, what exactly. easy mode is i have a i have a one a huawei honor 8 right now that has an easy mode that is a dead ringer for windows phone it's
3: actually rather that's funny. funny uh but, but yeah anyway and i vernon i'm going through this similar stuff my both of my parents asked me yesterday when i had lunch with them uh, they said, you know what? Like, m- m- my mom's nine twenty is getting older. My dad's fifteen twenty is getting older. They're like, what do we upgrade to? And I told them, I don't know. It's
2: yeah. it's not get, an easy I, question.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a year ago, two years ago, I mean, there, I would have totally sold him on the newest Lumia. And right now, I was not as compelled to do that. I know same, that it's not here. it's not being supported as well. And that being yep. said, it's a great feature phone. Yeah. I mean, what what do you tell someone for you know because they don't sell yeah. feature phones anymore, and people like my aunt who's struggling with this S three. No, she's just her. Her quality of life, her overall quality of life, is depreciated. Has decreased. Has gone down because of that stinking
2: phone. You know, I, mm-hmm. and similar. My dad actually is in a in a similar state where he uh, he was looking to get a new phone uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, he did not want Windows Phone. Um, he wanted something Android because that's what he sees me carrying all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I got him hooked up with a Moto G uh, two thousand fourteen. Um, that's which, a good phone. Yeah, which, yeah, at the time it was you know it was like 180 bucks something like that. Um, but that got started to show its age, and that's the thing about Android phones is after about a year they're almost they're almost cooked. Um, you know they're they're ready to come out of the oven, which is dumb. Um, it, it is. Um, and so recently I, I got him hooked up with a with an Alcatel Idol Three, um, which uh, was. I guess not going too well for him. <laughs> um, it seems like he calls me every uh, a lot more often recently with, I can't get this bleeping phone to do this and that, you know, that. And I, I don't necessarily want to steer him in the direction of Windows Phone, but maybe that's not such a bad way to go. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I mean, in, in a situation like, you know, like your dad, it's probably not... It's it's not an awful idea to put the, point them in the direction of something that's cheap, and you know will last a certain amount of time, like the Galaxy S three. God, don't buy that. That's a exactly. that's a four year old phone or something like that. I. It's got to be yeah
0: yeah be. it it's, it must it's, be
2: it's ridiculous. I mean I I think it was six months old when I first got it, and that was about three years ago. So yeah, it's almost four years old. So and with an Android phone, that will not do. Uh, Windows phones from what I remember do have pretty good staying power. And it should be mentioned that the last time I used a Windows phone actively was probably uh when did we do that Lumia nine fifty thing? It was, I think almost, were, a almost, was it almost a year ago. Was it almost it was okay, so it was it was right towards the end of last year, beginning of this year I think. Um and actually yeah, it was leading into CES, that's right. Um so I'm about ten months away from the last time I used a Windows phone, unfortunately. Um and uh but those phones they did last i mean they lasted a long time um at least i remember the you know the lumia 900 lasted forever um and you know it would it's the type of thing where i could still power it up in fact i think it's actually i think that's it on my shelf right there i could probably pick it up and fire it up and probably do some decent facebooking on it if i wanted to um but Mm -hmm. uh but the you know with android that's definitely not the case iphones they last a long time too so maybe that's uh maybe that they've got that going for them but windows phones yeah they i mean that was that's their reputation is you can take just about any hardware put windows phone on it and it'll do just fine i mean i don't know if that's still the case but uh,
0: um now
3: with 10 mobile it's not
2: yeah that's true 10 mobile is is gets
0: rusty a lot quicker um I should mention that my iPhone 6, work-issued phone, just got the, you know, whatever. It's been almost a month now, the iOS 10 update. Okay. And this thing has gone to crap. It really is. Like, uh-huh. I can barely dial. The dialer locks up on me. Text messaging. The keyboard locks up. Pretty much every... Whatever. It's horrible. I won't dig into that. but Does I'm the very phone know what you
2: do that. for a living? No, I'm just kidding. Uh,
3: <laughs> no, actually... Well, yeah, and my iPhone 5... I got the uh, iOS ten update as well, and that thing is just. I am surprised it even got the update. Let's put it that way.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I have a Windows, uh, I a Windows God. I have an iPhone six that I was using um, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, and then it, it there was there was a noticeable drop in performance. But I did, I didn't, I don't think I had as bad experience as you guys did.
0: I I know mine's a little bit out there. I can't imagine this is the experience for everyone with a with a six opening the iOS 10, but it's 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 bad. I one key aspect of my the story about my dad that I missed that I forgot to mention right was that he had never reset that phone. He had never wiped it and cleaned it out or anything. Hmm. And and I mean not ever. I said, well, how, I asked him would. How was it? I determined with reasonable like very strong uh assuredness that he had never done it. I forget which series of questions I used to interrogate him to find that out, but um and that you know three and three some years old, and it was just literally the hardware, the processor was just dying that's what it was doing and it was and um yeah, obviously that plays into what we talked
2: about before, so um, right, well, yeah, because with Android, you do need to have a clean slate every now and then um yeah and it's like a requisite and actually that is probably the difference between my iPhone 6 and your iPhone 6 is I erase phones frequently um just because everything I have is in the cloud now so um and mine go. everything I use is on the, in the cloud as well but it's it's just a work phone so
0: I don't really I should just reboot it and reset it up but I'm if I just complain about it enough I'll just get the 7 and then I'll there I, you go I, probably, I should probably do that. I mean, if, yeah, I should do that. What anyway. did you say
3: earlier about complaining vocally to get what you want? Yeah. This is
0: directly to my boss in the clo behind a closed door. <laughs> oh, so it's private. It's it's, it's, it's a private
2: got complaint. It. Yeah. So this, on a
0: on a public podcast,
2: this does got fit it, with his it. philosophy. So we're safe on that on that point. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, let's move forward into our. This would be our uh, personal app pick section, or uh, what do you call it? Personal pick section of the episode. I don't really need to frame it. All right, um, w- Adam, do you have a specific app you'd like to recommend?
2: Uh, Google Allo. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, on on Windows, uh, on the Windows platform, actually, the the one of the apps, and this is my this is my stand standby for every platform that I'm on. Um, is every every platform needs to have a good geocaching app because I'm a geocacher, and um, the Windows Phone geocaching app actually did some... It, it was okay in some ways, but it did a couple of things really, really well. Um, like, for example, uh, Field Notes is a feature that geocachers can do where you can kind of like write out a quick log uh, for a cache but not actually post it publicly yet um so uh the geocaching app did that very well and um also unlike other platforms the geocaching app on windows phone was free so <laughs> there's a, there's always that so if you're if you are got to
0: get people to use it somehow
2: if you're a windows phone toting um outdoors guy like me you know go ahead and uh, check out the geocaching app and go find yourself some caches it's kind of fun it's like pokemon go but older
3: yeah. But older. But older. <laughs> I I, I have some uh developer friends and they did some they did some digging and they found out that Windows Phone users are the least likely to purchase an application from the store and iOS users were the most likely.
2: Really? Hmm. I actually would have thought yeah. that Android users would be the least likely to buy an app from a store.
3: They they were and then Windows Phone came along and again this is from like 2012 2011 so this could be grossly out of date. Okay, but I just found that really really interesting at the time.
2: Right, well, yeah, it's just because I mean that's the thing about Android is like all the apps are free but with ads. So like you know you buy mm-hmm. you build an you build an Android app and you charge ninety nine cents for it, and people are like this is BS I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know,
0: I can't believe you're charging money
2: for this. What's what's up with that? Uh.
0: Really, the only reason that I would not buy the paid version of an app versus advertisements, is if I really, really like the developer and I know he's going to make more money from the ads than paying for the app. Because I can't stand ads, I just want to pay for it and be done with it, but I understand that they can make much more money with ads that they can.
2: See, I, uh, I actually developed a, a new philosophy when it comes to, when it came to apps, um, you know, growing up in the webOS community. And, you know, the webOS community is a very a developer-centric community. You know, everybody, like, knew the developers, you know, practically on a first-name basis. So I grew to see it as, you know, if I'm buying an app, I'm supporting a developer, and oh, goody, I get an app along with it. Um, you know, yeah. so that's just kind of how I saw it, and it, it actually changed my entire perspective on like intellectual property in general. Um, so, you know, people that you know download torrents and stuff like that, I those people bug me now. <laughs> even yeah. even though probably you know fifteen years ago, I probably would have been like, hey, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah. So, <I> know. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, that,
0: that was kind of my point is that I would rather help the developer one way or the other in whichever way. Uh, it it helps them more, you know, I guess. But that's mostly just because of Windows Phone. They need all the help they can get. Yeah.
3: And I do not have a personal app pick at the moment because I just go with one that I went with previously. Because
2: David has thrown all his phones into a fiery fiery, uh, garbage can. And he's he's currently carrying a a Casio um, feature phone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, my my
0: app, my Microsoft app pick is Cortana because you can use it on everything. Obviously, you use it on mobile, but you can use it on the desktop, on your tablet, and all that all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's available everywhere. Now that being said, okay, two things. It has we know that it degraded a little bit when it went from eight point one to ten. We're talking about on Windows Phone, and that sucks. That's just sucks, but. Many people, or I've heard it lately. About three different people I've heard when they, I felt they were pretty impartial. They weren't Windows Phone enthusiasts, but they did say that of the three, we'll kind of include four. We'll include Alexa or Amazon Echo, or whatever, in there. Mm-hmm. Of the four main uh, uh, artificial intelligence, or, or you know, what do you call it? Um, those things, assistant, um, personal, personal assistance. Personal there we go. Yeah. Of those four, they do feel that Cortana is is leading the way and will eventually win this and i think twofold i think the back end is pretty strong i think it does the right things but you can get it on everything i think that's the stronger one accessibility is is very important and and it would be really cool i'm not predicting this but i think it would be kind of cool to see microsoft come out with a cortana device like the alexa or whatever i think that would be um Reasonable, although maybe not really within their business model. But I think, who knows? We'll see. But I am—I uh, don't use Cortana as much as I should. But I'm very happy with it, and it's uh, getting better.
3: I've got to point something out, and that's—you've uh, been saying it, so I notice you have not been assuming its gender. So I'm really proud of you. <laughs> I,
0: I don't. I mean, I, I guess occasionally <laughs> I will do that, but I'm really not very attached to anything. Uh, ask my
2: wife. So.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: That actually gives me an idea for an editorial. So thank you about, thank you for that. Uh, okay, but yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's a solid pick. I, I think the the one thing that Cortana is missing is the ability to replace the Siri and the Google Now on their respective mobile platforms. I mean, yes, you can have Cortana on Android, but Google Now is like always there. So that's that's the one uh, like a pretty big hurdle that Cortana needs to get over. I have Cortana installed on my Android phones, but I honestly never use it.
0: So what about yeah. what about Google Now on
2: iOS? Don't use that either. I, I use know. I use whatever assistant is baked into the platform.
0: Yeah, because that's and the easiest. What, ab- what about Siri on Android? I mean, it's not there, obviously. Yeah, it's it's not there, and, and so I wouldn't. <laughs> my my point is that you, if you, we've talked about this before. I'm not going to dig deep into it, but they really do tie in well. I've had I've set a reminder, a location based reminder, on my my Windows phone or maybe my desktop, and when I arrived with my work phone at this place, it popped up slicker than snot. I mean, like, it was just Mm. very smooth. I mean, it it works. It cross-platform. It works well. Um, Maybe not perfect, but I'm pretty impressed with it in that regard, and that is the leg up it has over the other um, virtual assistants, I believe.
2: Yeah, it is interesting. I'll have to try that.
3: So I have to jump into my music pick because... It's one of those things where something new comes out and you listen to it over and over and over every single day and you don't get sick of it. And I'm sure I will eventually. (laughs) But in my case, the band Epica, which I have talked about numerous times on this show, they came out with an album called The Holographic Principle. And it is very, very, very good. If you are a, everyone's about to guess what I'm about to say, symphonic (laughs) metal fan of any kind, I highly suggest that you check out this new album. It's very good.
2: I might have to do that. Are you a fan? I don't know that I would necessarily call it symphonic metal. I, I guess I'm not really familiar with that particular term, but I'm kind of like a old-school Metallica Anthrax kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you
3: should definitely give them a try. Okay. I mean, it's definitely different, but you, you could just like it. Sure.
2: All right, well, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Awesome. How so, about you, Adam? What, what do you recommend? Uh, I have been really into a band called hailstorm recently I don't know why um, it was it was an interesting journey that I took to get to hailstorm I, I came across um, pentatonics which is a uh, uh, acapella mm-hmm. uh, uh, acapella uh, quintet group um, and they did a song with uh Lindsay sterling who's a dancing violinist basically yes oh yeah she's, she's on, great yeah um, and Lindsay sterling did a song with lizzie hale from hailstorm and so yep. <laughs> it was just I, w- I bounced from youtube artist to youtube artist until i finally ended up at hailstorm and i've been listening to their stuff on spotify and it's really catchy it's really good and um They've just got some really catchy songs that I'll find myself humming to while hanging. What's the genre? Uh it's 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 kind of a mixed genre. There's there's definitely some hard rock in there. Um there's also some it's it's kind of like uh Evanescence, but I'd say, it. I'd say a little though, right? it's a
3: little edgier
2: than Evanescence. So. Okay.
3: so funny Adam, you'd probably really like Epica okay. because Epica yeah. has it's a lot of It's all in the soprano, same vein here. Yeah, mezzo soprano, female lead singer. Okay and then strings and orchestra and then metal. So it sounds like very similar to what you're describing with Hailstorm.
2: Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, it's H A L E Storm by the way. So uh uh check it out. They they're big uh they're one of their hit songs is uh called I Miss the Misery. Um and there's another one that that's really popular that is like, "Oh, they did that." Um but uh yeah, so uh check it out. It's uh it's some uh it's some good stuff there.
0: Nice. Well, I'm going to go with a little bit of a throwback here. CCR. Everyone needs to know CCR. Credence Clearwater Revival. Very, If you think about this name, it, it's very, very weird. That doesn't matter, okay? Go back. Just listen to CCR. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, you really, really need to be. Right. And they play some just classic songs from the I guess it was the 70s, maybe some in the 60s. I really should look this up. But fortunate son, everyone knows that song. It's on every Vietnam movie. <laughs> uh look at looking out my back door, another good time and song. It's not like the the banjo type music, but it <laughs> do, it banjo isn't out of place in it. Okay, it's hard to explain, but it's it's rock, it's old rock. It's all right. Uh, You're from uh, the
2: Low Dakotas, I- we know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Fortunate Son, very popular song. Looking Out My Back Door, another good one. Lodi, it's hard to describe that one, I guess. Born on the Bayou, another more of a... a it's more regional type of song. It's hard to explain that, but come on, people. If you don't know CCR, you need to. Just go uh, whatever you listen to music through. Go do it, CCR.
2: All
3: right. Awesome.
0: Um, David, of course, has no podcast pick because... Uh, of course. He needs, he needs help in that area. I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with The Dane and The Pain. That, of course, is Lars Clint and Joel Jackson. If you're in the Windows Phone community, you know these guys. They are great. They're awesome guys anyway. But they have a podcast. I've talked about them before. They're on episode 10 or something like that. And they are a little bit what I tend to be by default, and in, in the fact that I don't always get podcast episodes out uh, like I should. And so fortunately, I've been, uh, David has helped me very much with that, getting episodes out every week for a while. But these guys have, they're very, they talk on like another level, like a a, a broader, I don't want to just say broader scope, because there's plenty of podcasts that just talk about stuff broadly. Right. And that's kind of annoying. But then there's people that really dig deep in something, and they understand it to a better extent, and they understand how it relates to society and humanity and like all that type of stuff. And so I'm very happy with that that uh, show, the date and the pain, uh, Lars, Clint, and Joel Jackson and Adam. You know, your show is actually similar to this in. In a few different ways. Why don't you tell us about that?
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I, I have my own podcast, uh, Tech Techbeard, uh, T E K B E A R D. If we had to do the branding over again, we probably wouldn't have gone with that, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're a uh, bi weekly podcast where we discuss all things tech and most things geek. Um, and we just uh we delve into a lot of uh a lot of techy stuff um you know we we've done everything from you know robotics to um you know what phone are you using uh you know just talking about the general state of mobile phones cuz we're all phone guys um you know what uh you know the rise and fall of uh platforms and, and mobile operating systems and yes, it's just and a lot of what we talk about is kind of like how 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 this type of technology affects uh you know people on a, on an everyday basis like not only do we talk about the tech but we talk about the effects of the technology um on society and on the people that use it so there's that um so that's my show um you should definitely check it out techbeard.com t-e-k remember no t-e-c-h because that's that's would have made too much sense that'd be too easy that would have been too easy um s e o but uh yeah but the other uh the other podcast david didn't have one, so I, I took two um the only podcast that I listen to with any amount of regularity is the stuff you should know podcast um I, yeah, I, I, I don't do know too. If- I don't know if you guys have listened to that. One of you has. I don't. I couldn't tell who it was that said yeah, but um, yeah. So the
0: one with a wife who listens to it with with uh, her. Gotcha. Him. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. We together. That thing.
2: So and 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 stuff <laughs> you should know is is kind of like what what Vernon was saying with the Dane and the pain. But these two guys, uh, they'll take a topic and it'll be anything you know dv how do dvds work um how do you know the one i was just listening to how does cere- cerebral palsy work and what they'll do is they'll research it and they will get down into the nitty gritty stuff they'll they'll talk about the history they did an episode on um on uh what's the what's the play that you're going to the, the the popular one Hamilton Hamilton uh, they you know how yeah. how Alexander Hamilton you know did his thing the rise the rise and fall of Alexander Hamilton and just they'll and they'll really get into it and they'll get down to the nitty gritty and they'll explain it in a way that. Even an idiot like I can understand it. So, and it's it's very digestible. It's anywhere between like twenty minutes to occasionally they'll get up to like forty five minutes. So, um, it's it's a it's an easy train ride or an easy walk to work, as the case may be. Uh, I, it's the only show that I listen to um, regularly, and that includes my own podcast. Um, so, um, it's <laughs> and, just and they.
0: They often get several out a week, actually. Yeah, they, I, don't, I don't know the specific frequency, but
2: I believe it's every Tuesday and Thursday. I think so. Yeah, they do two episodes a week, and this is like their job. Um, so it's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, they
0: tour and stuff.
2: Yeah, it's really impressive, and I've 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 learned a lot you know just by listening to their podcast like it's helped me do my podcast in in some ways so yeah it's it's a great show if you if you have a chance definitely check it out and they've got thousands of episodes i mean they've been doing this oh, for man. years and years and years it's so, incredible yeah. yeah so
0: and you know their advertisements on there aren't that bad
2: no it's always brought to you by squarespace and yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, and yeah and that's that's another thing is you know their their even their commercial breaks are very well done. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, it's just they are. it's And
0: even the the interlude music is is always entertaining.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's it's a good time.
0: Well, that was it, everyone. Thanks for listening to that uh, kind of odd, uh, thrown-together episode. Of course, we heard from Blake Latson, David V. Kimball, and Adam Dowd, and I threw in a few of my personal picks in there as well. Thank you for listening to another episode of this. Be sure to subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast aggregator. And if you're looking to continue the conversation, please join us in our Slack channel. You can just DM me your email if you'd like to join in, and I will... uh, I'll get you in. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at MS Mobile Show. And of course, an, an occasional retweet or something like that always helps us out. Try to spread the message a little bit. You can email us at contact at msmobleshow.com. You can reach me on Twitter at Vernon I thank you for listening. Have a great week, everyone. Stay mobile.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.